0: the Records Podcast of Vince and Bobby. I'm Vince.
1: And I'm Bobby.
0: It's nice to see you again.
1: Thank you. Are
0: you making an appearance as a guest co-host this week?
1: Yes, I am. So you're welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how's it feel to be back?
1: Um, feels good.
0: It does feel good. It does feel good. It feels good to have you here.
1: Thanks. Nice. So,
0: um, so in this episode, Mm-hmm. We had been working on some other ideas for podcasts.
1: Are you going to talk like this the whole time?
0: Yeah. Talk like what?
1: <laughs> like this? Like this what? Very soft tone? Because this is so not you. It's,
0: it's, it's coming out of me, so it must be me. Oh,
1: no, 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 no.
0: Because I know that um, you've been planning on doing a possibly two part series on a certain artist. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll get to that sometime in the fall.
1: Sometime in the fall, correct. And
0: I had an idea for an episode I wanted to do, which I haven't finished researching yet.
1: You have lots of ideas.
0: But just one in particular. Yeah. But I haven't finished the research yet. So this idea Mm -hmm. came rather last minute, as in last night.
1: As in correct, because I took all day to research. We were
0: trying to think of something, and I said, well, the idea came to me.
1: Oh my God, I can't.
0: From the phrase. I
1: can't with you talking like this.
0: From the phrase, seven minutes in heaven? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, for some reason that phrase popped in my head. Then I thought, seven inches in heaven. Correct. And it's not a penis reference.
1: It's not, even though I tried to make that joke.
0: It is about seven inch singles.
1: Seven inch singles! AKA 45s. Correct.
0: Whichever of those two terms you care to use. Mm hmm But I'm going to go with seven inches. Okay. Which was what... Back in back in days, all the um, punks I knew would they would just be like seven inch guy get the new seven inch by so and so. Oh. And then we knew this one guy. He was like, like, like like most me and like most of the punk guys were metal guys, and then branched in the punk. Mm-hmm. Well, I branched; these other guys just jumped ship
1: mm-hmm. completely,
0: and i like, oh, I don't like any of that stuff. And you go over their house, and there'd be tons of like Guns N' Roses and mm-hmm. Motley Crew and King Diamond and stuff. But there's one guy we know. He was still a metal dude. and he, So he was trying to get into it. So he was buying the punk single. Mm-hmm. One night, we were down in Newark going to go in Rainbow. And he said, 45s. And you should have seen the looks on these punk guys' faces yeah. when he said 45s instead of 7-inch.
1: Oh, they were offended? Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: They're like, you poser.
1: Well, I have to honestly say... I never hung out with anyone that talked about getting the newest 7-inch that came out, so...
0: (laughs) I knew some girls that talked about getting the latest 7-inch. I'm
1: sure, I'm sure.
0: um, So, but, get back on track. Mm -hmm. So, 7 Inches in Heaven. Yes. And we're going to talk about seven inch singles
1: yeah we're gonna break it down a little bit and just kind of solely talk about what we put up in our store online yes,
0: these are all freshly, added, freshly to the store added earlier this week
1: yeah so we figured we'd just do a little bit of um introductory to the seven inches that we have
0: so hopefully you'll hear us say something today and you'll be like oh that yeah. is interesting yes i have to have that seven inch
1: absolutely
0: I got to get that 7 inch all up in this.
1: And what's the, for the, for um trivia players out there? What yes. what is that little doohickey thingy called that you put on the rec, um Oh,
0: the little adapter thing. The one? little
1: adapter to play your 45s.
0: Uh, an adapter?
1: That's all you call it? I don't know. There's no fancy word I'm for sure it. I'm sure
0: there is. Well, that's for US singles. Oh, yes. UK ones they have the Normal, the normal hole. They have a normal hole. Or a normal hole.
1: <laughs> normal yeah. hole for of their seven inches.
0: yeah, their seven inches have normal <laughs> holes.
1: Fantastic. hmm Yes.
0: so we but before, yes, we get into some more double entendres. Mm-hmm. Let's say that if you do like these singles we talk about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where can you find them?
1: On our website com. yes
0: with links to our ebay store Mm -hmm. where you can buy records
1: but you can go to linktree no 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 no. you're giving no false information sorry
0: yes com has all of our links
1: oh okay so go to that and check it out because you might not hear him since he's talking so soft I know I
0: hope that this turns up
1: let me uh, restate it for you
0: and then the Website has links to eBay, and then everywhere you can listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. or Spotify playlists. Which I gotta say, you really should be listening to the Spotify playlists. Oh yeah, because they've been really good recently, especially Mm -hmm. last week. Last week was awesome for the final part of the Andy Sex Gang interviews. A lot of post punk on that one. Absolutely. A lot of great tracks on that.
1: There was a lot of great tracks. I have Um, to say, but you know what your voice reminds me of? What's it
0: remind you of?
1: Like late night record show not a record late night on the radio radio shows that late night when you'd be like I'm gonna call up with you know a request and be like this is the request line that's what it reminds me of Mm. Mm -hmm. you
0: know what you're sounding like what it's like you're gonna call me up and say play Misty for me yeah um
1: but well this
0: is all your fault
1: it's all my fault
0: because you happened to say yesterday Mm mhm about radio voice
1: Yeah, you do have a nice radio voice But I don't think this is it This, this is, is not what I was referring to This isn't it? No, I was re- mm. referring to your natural voice is very um, Has a great tone
0: No, this is You mean high and shrieky?
1: <laughs> yes
0: You think I maintain this whole episode?
1: Uh, I'm sure you could
0: <laughs> Especially if you dare me I'm not me. daring you
1: Because you're moving a little too slow for me so, you gotta speed this shit up.
0: No, watch your mouth. There'll yeah. be no vulgarities on this podcast.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, you have a stack of um, uh, seven inches over there? I do have a stack have, of seven inches. I have a few over here because mm-hmm. you're taking too long to do your research.
1: I'm sorry. I My brain like works differently than yours. I like to research and make sure stuff... I like to
0: research also, but you wrote your notes out like book chapters. I
1: have to. That's how my brain works. I don't want to miss anything. You,
0: you write them out like chapters, and I just write
1: mm-hmm.
0: notes of misspellings and no punctuation. And
1: I like to think I'm writing as if I'm doing a... Um, you know, a review for a magazine or something.
0: You write them out like mm-hmm. this voice should be saying. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so are we starting with your stack or no, my stack? your
0: stack is, sadly, your stack is bigger. My
1: stack is bigger.
0: Your seven inches are, are bigger. They so, are. So you, Dun, so you go ahead and start with your first one.
1: All right, so... I'm going to start. The first one that I have is by the artist Brian Ferry. Uh, This single is from the soundtrack for the movie Legend, and on the back of it is the...
0: It's our boy, Tim Curry. Tim
1: Curry as the devil. Um,
0: If you listened to our podcast two episodes ago, Mm -hmm. when we were reviewing Times Square, you will know how much we love Tim Curry.
1: Love him. Yes, very much so. So, the single's from the soundtrack for the movie Legend, and that movie starred Tom Cruise. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. With the awesome Tim Curry.
0: And Mia Sarah.
1: Yes, and Mia Sarah. What's interesting about this song, um, Is Your Love Strong Enough?, which is the single. It was an outtake for the band Roxy Music which Ferry was on.
0: I did not know it was a Roxy Music song. Uh-huh.
1: Um, further it was actually um, going to be on their 8th studio album Avalon.
0: Avalon's a really good album. Mm-hmm.
1: So this was
0: and the fact that it's a Roxy Music song explains yeah. why it's really good.
1: Mhm.
0: Not I mean I'm not a huge Roxy Music fan. Nope, not at I am do I. I do appreciate them and I think Brian Ferry's solo music is um it's way uneven. He's he's done, t- I think, too many cover songs. But this song's an original, and it's really good. And the B-side's the instrumental song called Windswept.
1: Well, Roxy Music with Brian Ferry is currently on tour for their 50th anniversary. Um, another interesting fact about this, as I wave it in front of you. Yes. Is that David Gilmore of the band Pink Floyd. Oh. Uh-huh. Played guitar on this song.
0: I'm about to listen to it again.
1: Yeah. Um, so the song did appear on the charts for seven weeks at the 22nd position. Well,
0: um, we got number 22. Mm-hmm. What country? US? UK?
1: Oh gosh, I didn't write that one down. Mm. Probably the UK. Yeah, I can't I couldn't imagine. imagine it being 22nd on the US. Um, but, and if you look at some of the reviews of it, a lot of the bands said that what well, this was not one of their favorite songs. Really? Yeah. But I thought it was super cool that um, David Gilmore's on this. Yeah, another reason um, why
0: it's probably better than yeah. the usual Brian Ferry single.
1: So it's in pretty good condition. Except for
0: that top the of it. The top of it is pretty ragged. Yeah, it's the a little ragged, shape, but the
1: vinyl's yeah. in great shape. So that one was put up, um, and if you...
0: And i got to say right now, most of these singles mm-hmm. are only $2.
1: Yes, please go in and check so, it out.
0: I really um, priced these to move.
1: Yeah, and I I love um, the ones that have their
0: the picture, sleeve. picture
1: sleeves. Well, I love that.
0: Oh Yeah, you know, I'll usually look at I singles if they have so, picture sleeves. Yeah,
1: so. Um,
0: I mean, you'll give generic sleeve singles a chance, but.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so if you're interested in Brian Ferry um, and you love David Gilmore, you might want to check it out.
0: It's funny. Usually when we're looking at singles. Mm-hmm. And I see generic sleeves, I'm yeah. like, bullshit, bullshit. And then I, yeah. Every time I say it, then I'll find one I like. I'll be like, oh, Alice Cooper.
1: Yes. So the next one I have is a single from the band, The Pet Shop Boys. Uh, the single offers the song with Opportunities, which also has the other name, Let's Make Lots of Money. Yeah. Um, And the single also offers the song, Was That What It Was, on the B-side.
0: And if you're an 80s single person, you know that um, Shep Pettibone used to do tons and tons of remixes in the 80s, 7-inch mixes, 12-inch mixes. He um, remixed the B-side. So if you're a Shep Pettibone collector, you got to get this, two bucks.
1: Um so the song Opportunities made it on the UK top charts to the eleventh position and it made a tenth um spot in the US charts. Uh, another interesting fact about the single, uh, we have in the silver cover um with the Ames price tag of yes. a dollar seventy seven, which I love that. The, the Ames, department. Ames department store. They're like
0: I was gonna say they're like James White, but yeah. people are like, What's that?
1: That's true. So like um, Kmart. So our price that we have this up for is not much more than than the original original price from almost 30 years from almost 40 years ago. Exactly. Um, But this um, single was also released um, with a black cover in other countries, not us, not in the US, but in some other countries. Mm -hmm. Um, And also another thing that's interesting as well, like we talked about with Roxy Music, this band is also currently touring with. With New Order New Order, there you go Which
0: was a tour that was I think it was supposed to have been Last year or year before But COVID postponed
1: it Yeah Which I'm not a fan of either really So
0: I um I, I like Patch Up Boys Yeah I don't like every album I like the majority of them Right uh, New Order I like up through Probably early 90s mm-hmm. Up through the Republic album
1: Yeah And
0: then the few after that I'm just not a huge fan
1: yeah, I mean, it's funny because a lot of these um, singles that we have are all in that kind of that synth, new age um, genre, and I'm I'm just not a huge, huge fan of that, which Ugh. I know some, there's lots of people that are big fans of that. But um, on that note, and also that same realm, we also have the next single by Tears for Fears. And the single is Everybody Wants to Rule the World. And I think almost everybody knows that freaking song because mm-hmm. it's one it's of those songs. Iffy. You just want to get yeah. it caught in your, it's it like caught in your head. It's like
0: probably their best known song. Next it to, is. It next is. the shout.
1: Right. Um, so this is another band that it's having the revival of sorts. Uh, they released a new album this year, um, Tipping Point, which is really good. And they are also on tour, like I said. Um, This song, interestingly enough, was the last minute addition to the full length album. I'm sure I'm probably glad they're happy that they did that because it made them tons of money. (laughs) Um, And that full length album that um, it is off of is songs from the big chair. Um, And this is the third single released from that album. Um, Another interesting fact, which I loved about this, because this brings into a little bit of the punk um, talk Mm -hmm. for me, is that a beloved um, instrumentalist singer-songwriter, Joe Strummer.
0: I was going to say Vinnie Vincent.
1: No. Joe Strummer from the band The Clash, um, he believed that the title, of Everybody Wants to Rule the World, was um, lifted from his song, Charlie Don't Surf. Because that line, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, is in the one of the verses of Charlie Don't Surf. And so one day Joe Strummer ran into Roland Orsball orsball And he said to him, you owe me a fiver.
0: And did Roland kick him in the nuts?
1: No, Roland reached in his pocket and said he agreed with him, and he gave him a um, a five dollar pound note, or a five pound oh. note, mm. which in today's U.S. currency would only be about six dollars. Nice. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny mm. that they just kind of played on with that, and he was like, "Hey, you owe me a fiver. You took a line off my song," mm. and he was like, "You're absolutely right. Here's a five pound note."
0: Did you know that Roland Orzabal's name was going to be Raúl Orzabal because one of his parents was Spanish? Mm. But his mother feared that um, in England mm-hmm. that kids would give him a hard time over the name Raul. So she went with Roland.
1: I'm sure he got made fun of either way.
0: And then there was later a Tears of Fears album when it was just Roland and Kurt Smith had left. That did an album called Raul and the Kings of Spain.
1: Interesting.
0: Which is a phenomenal album.
1: So anyway, so the B-side of this is the song Pharaohs.
0: Which I believe is a non-album track.
1: I'm not really sure. It It didn't pop up. Um... So anyway, so that's just a little bit of tidbit of info on that. So if you are a Tears for Fears fan, you should want this in your collection.
0: Mm -hmm. Especially if you have two bucks burning a hole in your your pocket.
1: What's nice about 7 inches is that you can have quite a collection of 7 inches, and they take up literally like a quarter of the space as a full-length album. (laughs) And they're fun. They're just fun because sometimes, like you said, other songs that are on the B yeah. side Or sometimes not always on the full length album And then so. sometimes
0: you'll get like a 7 inch You'll get a different mix right. A different edit Absolutely so Sometimes a can play different recording
1: Yeah I think I got you into looking at them a little bit more lately Oh I,
0: I used to be into them And then yeah. I stopped for a bunch of years
1: I, I really and, I do have fun looking through them And, and now finding them.
0: Yeah I've got back into it Like the other week on Excuse me <clears throat> Like the other week when I was out And I found all of these Yeah and there was a few others I found this day that I kept for our collection. I found um, "Poisons," I won't forget you, mm-hmm. and Tesla's love song,
1: Very which
0: nice. is a the um, seven inch of Tesla's love song is an edit; it's shorter than the album version. Okay. And the poison I won't forget you is a remix; it's different than the album version. Just to drive home that the seven inches can have different versions. Absolutely.
1: Of my, uh, so if you're um you're not really sure that you really want to get into them, just keep thinking of that. And, you know, if anything, you're a fan of the bands. You're going to want to have these in your collection.
0: You know what? When I use this voice, I feel like I should have the lights turned down lower and I should be, like, stroking my goatee. I
1: feel like you have no emotion.
0: Well, that's true.
1: Yes. So the next one <laughs> 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 Oh my our next one our next one is carrying on with that same kind of music genre is by the band erasure um this is the single of ship of fools uh the band erasure was also out on tour earlier this year for their album the neons which release um but they had to cancel the remaining shows due to family circumstances I don't know what that means. And
0: but. they have an album coming out in a couple of weeks, another one.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. So the, this single, Ship of Fools, is the third single release off of the album, Songs from the Big Chair. Mm-hmm. No. no that wrote. that was from the other that one. That was Tears for Fears. Yes, yeah, Tears for Fears. How did I write that in there? you moving in on oh Tears for Fears Oh, my gosh. I know. You know what? They're just all mixed together. From the album. There's
0: a no reason. Uh will assume it's set on the back so I could jump in here. Anyway, it's from nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, that is the Italian pressing.
1: Yes, so there you go. Very fancy. And
0: I'm not a huge Erasure fan, but this song is really good.
1: Yeah, no. Nope. And the B and
0: the B side, when I needed you, yeah. was pretty good too.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so maybe you want that in your collection. You should.
0: This one's not two dollars. This one's a few dollars more, but it's still cheap.
1: Yeah, and it's a great. Um, it's in great shape. Great shape, and it has the great um, picture sleeve. And
0: it's the Italian release.
1: Oh, I don't know if we should say that like that. But the next one is...
0: One of your boys.
1: Yeah, Robert Plant. Um, The single is Little by Little. Um, Yeah, and it's just by, you know, a little singer songwriter yeah. n- little by little name of robert plant who i would hope that everyone should know this name but if not you know that robert plant was the lead singer in a little band named led zeppelin i was
0: gonna say the honey drippers
1: well also that <laughs> but more commonly the led zeppelin oh, um, oh, oh,
0: oh it could have been a really good trivia thing if i could remember the name of the band he was in before Led Zeppelin anyway. Uh,
1: anyway this was released in 1985 the B-side offers the song Trouble your Money um, this album itself the full album was considered one of plant's worst albums at the time that he had because this was his third solo was it or his, or his second, second solo second solo so uh, yeah a lot of critics said that they did not like this. The song, however, did make it onto the U.S. charts Mm -hmm. in the thirty-sixth place, and in the UK charts at eighty-third. So, um, I
0: I I love eighties Robert Plant solos. Do you?
1: It's okay. It's alright. I love it. Some of it. I I love it. So this single, um, also on the flip side, is has the song "Trouble Your Money." Mm -hmm. Now the actual, there has been many um, people trying to decipher what um, the song's meaning um, for Little by Little is. Um, The song itself is about mourning, mourning a loss, Um, and many people have tried to speculate um, who that was in reference to. Some believe that it was about the loss of John Bonham in Mm -hmm. the 80s, which was the drummer for Led Zeppelin, Trivia people out there. Maybe
0: it looked at like the loss of Robert's seventies low-rise jeans.
1: Oh, but they look so good on him in the seventies. Oh my goodness! Let me just pause a minute. To yeah, re- and, that, and those that.
0: little denim vests he would wear mm. with it. Yes, yes,
1: yes. But or could it be in regard to the death of his son, who died in seventy-seven? Or, or the ending of his marriage. Mm-hmm. during this time period
0: and one of my uncles him and his friends they had tickets for the 77 tour mm. and it was canceled because of the sun dying
1: yeah
0: and he flew back to England
1: oh, so sad but it was also such a good year of music and also
0: you're biased
1: and it was also the time of you, my birth
0: do you know what else came <laughs> out in 77 what Alice Cooper's Lace and Whiskey there you go. Which I have multiple copies of. of yes, you do. talked about before. Yes,
1: because I bought you one, one of those. I,
0: found, I think currently I only have two copies of it. Because they um. They have um different face labels, and one of them is like a really heavy vinyl. And you, one day we were out somewhere, and you wouldn't let me buy a promotional copy no. of it. You're like, you don't need a third. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but it's a
1: promotion. We do not book. need any more of that.
0: Well, you let me find one out by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have three copies.
1: So anyway, so this is a picture disc, um, I'm sorry, but, not disc, sleeve. Um, the sleeve's really just a drawing. It's not really but so it, much it, of a picture. But it,
0: um, it has the same style of artwork from the um, Shaken and Stirred album. Yes. So it all Which flows is, together. Uh, Which I'm a, I'm a big fan of when the single releases mm-hmm. have artwork that ties it into the yeah. album it's from.
1: I do as well. So anyway, so, if you're a fan of the Robert Plant, you're this is in great shape. You're going to probably want this in your collection. I am a big fan of Robert Plant, but I'm not necessarily feel that I need to have. I don't need all these seven yeah. inches because,
0: like, like, I like '80s Robert, yeah. but I don't need to have them all. Uh,
1: yeah, I, you um,
0: know, I did have some Robert Plant 12-inch singles, but I think those have all sold. Yeah, and those are really good because they had non-album tracks on. They had some like some live stuff on. Mm-hmm. I still, we still might have one. Well, we did have, we had like three or four at one point.
1: Yes. So anyway, so you might want that for your collection. And like I said, it's in, um, it's in great shape. So it'd be, it would look good in your collection. Um, what do we got next? Next is coming in as Vince called this.
0: What did I call this?
1: You said that this was what when I this, say? when David Lee Roth, I have two singles of David Lee Roth. This is was when he was fun, you said. Yeah, he was fun. This is when he was still fun. So I have two nah. that are in our store, two singles.
0: Yeah, he was annoying and fun back yeah. in like the eighties, but now in like twenty twenty two, he's just Yeah.
1: Old and Oh annoying. is annoying. So this first single that we have is for California girls. I think everyone probably remembers this song. Um this, the song California girls was released in 85 <clears throat> um, the single offers two versions of the song um, with the b-side being a remix of it uh, the 12-inch v- version of this single mm-hmm. offered a poster you know How cool would that be? I, I did have did you? we
0: did have it but it was missing the poster
1: see that's so we didn't have it that was my hope yeah, is that we no, had
0: we had the 12 inch not
1: I would love to find and, it.
0: Unfortunately, since yeah. it was missing the poster, didn't get much. For
1: exactly. It.
0: And we had another Roth. I actually had a promo of um, California Girls too. We had a we had a twelve inch promo that uh, last year, and we had the promo twelve inch of his song Stand Up.
1: Well, the only thing that I would give to Hoot Nannies about when we're out digging is locating a twelve inch with a poster. Not because I like David Lee Roth. It
0: just cool um, to find the poster. Yeah, it would just be
1: really neat because it's so hard to a lot of times for us to find the original content in the albums when we're out hunting. Yeah, like we had a um,
0: yeah. culture. Shit. Um,
1: dropping phones over here. We had
0: a um, Culture Club 12 inch. It still had the poster in it.
1: We sure did. It had
0: never been hung. I think. Oh, no. I think, Very I, cool. I think that's old.
1: Um, so I don't know if you remember this video, but I do remember it. Um, David Lee Roth is driving a tour bus and he's being a tour guide mm-hmm. and he's showcasing all this you know and he has, California of, girls. he has a bunch
0: of um passengers in the bus are um by today's standards um stereotypes and politically yes. incorrect
1: yes absolutely well i what i was gonna say is this this whole the whole video is kind of very male chauvinistic approach Yeah, from yes, david Roth. Basically just showcasing the women's bodies and skimpy clothing. But, you know, really not much different than a lot of the t- artists today. I don't think much has well, changed in the well, you know, chauvinistic world. Here, here, here's what's changed. Yeah. In
0: 1985,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: men were showing off the women the mm-hmm. videos. In 2022, the women are doing it themselves.
1: There we go. Because they are proud. But
0: Or... They have cut out the middleman and <laughs> said...
1: They're just like, fuck it, we're going to do it ourselves. Oh, yeah. sorry. I said the word. I know. I know. Well, what do we... This wait, is... we've been watching it on the that sitcom, that Irish sitcom. It's Freckin'. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what they say? Freckin'. Yeah. I knew when I to start saying that. Okay. That sounds more acceptable because nobody over here would really understand. Okay. Anyway.
0: We're trying to turn this podcast around. We'll be more um, serious. And-
1: no, not at all. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> anyway, so this single comes off of the full length album Crazy from the Heat. The single reached number 3 on the Hot 100 chart. The um second single that we have just like Paradise, Paradise. Yeah. reached number 6 on the same chart.
0: Which is amazing. I don't mm-hmm. remember Just Like Paradise being that big of a hit. Cause I remember when it came out.
1: Right. So the so yeah, so this um so that brings us to the second single of um, just Like Paradise, which has David Lee Roth, um, which he is an avid rock climber. Um, he's hanging on the side of a rock.
0: Yeah. Did you know um, Just Like Paradise is from the album Skyscraper?
1: Yes, I do. Which
0: was originally called Cliffhanger.
1: So both of them are in pretty good condition. But, but, they yeah. have David Lee Roth on the front. If you're a big Roth fan, um, you're definitely going to want to have these in yeah, your collection. In there? There's something in this sleeve. And um, what, is in here? what I think was funny... So I don't know. Have you recently? Oh yeah, I forgot that was in one of those. Yeah, there's, but it's not even goes <laughs> no. with that. No,
0: inside the uh, California girls, there's like the um, uh, jukebox. Yeah. Tag, but it's for a Phil... it's for Phil Collins in the air tonight, and Collins is spelled wrong. That's funny. They spelled it C O L L E N S.
1: Yes. So we'll we'll leave that in there just for a little fun collection for you. So you've got
0: <laughs> David Lee Roth California Girls from mm-hmm. um, eighty five. And you got David Lee Roth Just Like Paradise from eighty seven. Yep. Just like Paradise is in it's in better shape than California Girls. That's why I have them both listed together.
1: Mhm. Um And I don't know if you have recently seen pictures of Roth. Do you know, he's I this is my this is what I think. What do you think? I think that he looks like an old version of Sting.
0: That's not bad.
1: And you know how much I don't like Sting. Um, but
0: Sting's pretty fit for his age. He
1: is, but Roth just looks like a smaller. older version of sting and i don't think he's older per se i think they're around the same age but he looks like he could be a definitely an older small version of sting but have you
0: seen um roth's huge back tat
1: i haven't and i don't think i want to because he he looks like
0: he lived in japan for a little bit so he has the big dragon on his back and it comes over his shoulders Mm. a little bit
1: well right now i don't think you could tell um
0: you're awful, judgmental, judgy pants this episode. I know, I am. Right, you got a couple more couple left more over to there. A couple more to go. A
1: couple more. The next one that I have that I'm going to talk about is by the band Fashion. Since that actually goes into um, connect my connection with the police, because I mentioned Sting in the last one, how I thought... David Lee Roth looked a bit like Sting.
0: Okay, so how's this going to connect? So
1: this is connecting. Because if you listen to our other podcasts, we always say everybody's connected in some way, mm-hmm. especially musicians. Um, fashion went on tour with the police oh, okay. sometime between 1978 to 1980. Somewhere in there, they went on tour with them. But this single by the band Fashion is called Move On. And it also shows has the song "Mutant Move" on the B side. Both songs are off the full album "Fabrique." This was recorded in 1982. Although the band did not have any major hits, the album did make it onto the top number t- um, top ten UK charts in January of '82. Um, and I also want to point out mm. that this band, originally a three-piece band, um, started out as a post-punk band, hmm. yes. um, which grew into they- a six-piece new wave before their breakup in 84. Hmm. Um, their original name was Fashion... Um, oh, no. What was it? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was either Fashion Music or Fashion... I think it was Fashion Music. But um, anyway, so they broke up in 84 they did try to convene back in 09. That's um, interesting. Yes, and it didn't go anywhere. But this, um, I really like this one because it's very dark. It um, has a really cool photo of them in the back on the back. Um they
0: got a lady in a lady corset. in a
1: corset on the front. It's actually a nice, thick like. Um,
0: yeah, the sleeve is like is thicker like a regular yeah. cover, cover got, instead of a, like a and it's got a regular. Yeah. Um, Inner paper inner sleeve, it's yeah. U, UK pressing,
1: mm-hmm. so it's a great, um, a great it, seven inch to have in there if you're interested in that. Yeah, band. it's the
0: 1981 UK first press,
1: mm-hmm. so check that out. And it's in great condition for as old as it is, yeah.
0: I mean, it's got some marks on the cover, yeah. but it's like a 41 year old record. And I think you have one more,
1: no, I have two, two more.
0: Okay, so there is a connection
1: to this between one
0: fashion and the next one you're going to do other than them both being UK releases
1: okay all right so let me introduce that then okay
0: and then I will
1: um, so the next one next single then, that I have make sure you
0: say the full band name
1: um, okay um, this is Pete Wiley and the Oedipus Rex <laughs> pretty funny
0: and Rex is spelled
1: W-R-E-C-K-S yes, yes. and this Single is sinful. Um, exclamation point! Exclamation point! Yes. Um, and then this, uh, the the B side offers the song "I Want the Moon, Mother." Um, mother. Mother.
0: Mother. I want the
1: moon, mother. Yes. So it's um, anyway. So this single was released in eighty six. With the full length debut album was released in eighty seven. Um, the song reached the U.S. Billboard Hot Dance Club Party Mix in 87. If you listen to that billboard. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a billboard for that. The Hot Dance Club Party Mix. Oh, yes. Um, the song was also the only song that made it onto the U.S. charts. Hmm. It did reach um, number 13 um, on the U.K. and the... Um, <clears throat> In Ireland's charts. Okay. In 91, the song hit again, um, the charts again, in the UK at number 28. Interesting. And number 25 in um, Ireland. Um, it was redone by the band The Farm.
0: Oh, okay. I remember The Farm.
1: So, which is interesting with this is it was 87 was the original lease. It was redone four years later. And it did, well, it did about the same. It didn't do any better, mm. really, um, by the, when it was done by the band The Farm. So evidently, Wiley is better known for being the lead singer of the band WAH. Um, More like huh,
0: because I've never heard of him.
1: Yeah. So he was also a member of a punk band back in the day called Mystery Girl. Um, that band only got together and performed once, and that was to support the band... Sham 69.
0: Really? That's yep. interesting.
1: And um, as far as I know, Wiley is, while he is old, he is still out there performing.
0: Well, good for him. Yeah. Okay, and here's how so, they're connected. Here's how they connect it. So the fashion single, Move On, what that? is, what did you pick up?
1: I think it was Cat Poop.
0: Oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> um, so the fashion single Move On was produced by Zeus Beheld. Okay. And the Pete Wiley single was remixed by Zeus Beheld.
1: Well, son of a hoot nanny. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Okay, you got one more.
1: One more. Great, great. And we're bringing it back to the U.S.
0: And to another decade.
1: To another decade. Because it's not an <laughs> it,
0: 80s single. It
1: is not an 80s single. I
0: feel it's from what, 90s? 90...
1: Here, just look at the cover. It's think? somewhere
0: mid 96.
1: Yeah, it's a good year. But I'll tell you the complete. So, this is band that brings us back to the U.S. Um, they're a band from Louisiana. And they are the Frigga Go Go. It's great. They look like mini, mini bands around this time thought, period. They
0: kind of look like a. I think Bill must be a ska band.
1: Right, they do. They kind of remind me of the Toasters. But they're, but they're or like a that...
0: garage punk.
1: Yeah, they are considered a garage punk band. <laughs> um, this band was active in the late 90s to the early 2000s. Um, back in 2008, uh, the website Noise for Zero stated that the single, which is Everything Around Me, um, is the ultimate fuck-it-all song. With spitefully fun, snotty vocals that come off like the frat boy cousin of the Dead Boys, Stiv Baiters fronting a hopped-up version of the Sonics.
0: I listened to it, and I don't want to talk anyone out of buying this single, but I wouldn't agree with that.
1: Uh, the B song um, also has a song called the B song. The B side has a song called Preteen Love. Um, both songs are off of the full-length album, The Penetrating Sounds of Frigga Go Go. Um, the five-piece band, um, only one member uh, went on to play in another band, um, and that um, person was Christian Miller. Um, he played in the band called The Shirt Tail Stompers, which re- only recorded one album in 2014, but everybody else, they did not do anything else with any other bands after Frigga Go Go. But this is a really cool um, single. It's definitely reminiscent of 96, 97 era. I mean, like you can just look at it and,
0: and it's got the promo hole punch yeah, in it has the corner. The, yes, and
1: um, it's in a little bit of a thicker um, sleeve. picture sleeve than the other ones. Um, and it's what's really cool about this is mm-hmm. the album, which is
0: why I bought it. It's so
1: It's <laughs> white. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. So, yeah, so it's also from the Twist Records, 360 Twist Records, which, so this is definitely, I think, one to have if you're really into, like, that later 90s um, garage rock or punk rock bands, that would be great to have in your collection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so check them out. Those are some of the ones we have, Um, and because I take so long to research information, because I like to find little tidbits, and plus I get super distracted.
0: I think it's more about that.
1: Yeah. Oh, I absolutely get distracted. That's an honest thing. I mean, so I gave you some of those, some to research yes. because, um, yeah, because of that I ADHD. Mean, I just keep. Yeah. Like, I mean, I look. got some
0: whole other work I was doing finished in the meantime while you were researching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so it's like, mm-hmm, I said, all right, mm-hmm. I said, give me some. I'm going to go. Yeah.
1: And I was literally them. sitting at this table all day. Yeah.
0: And I went in another room and did these in like a half hour.
1: But in that, I do have to state. I did laundry. I painted my nails.
0: I went and got the laundry out of the dryer. You did. Dryers.
1: I researched some jobs for my daughter. Um, I um. And I couldn't even tell you what else I things I've done.
0: No, well, <laughs> I was at work. Just
1: because I get distracted.
0: I know. I was at work. I came home and edited eBay pictures or stuff. I'd hopefully yes. be up on uh, maybe this weekend. I don't know. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Maybe. Um, it's more records. Um.
1: Yes, so tell me what ones that I give you to look at. What
0: do you got for me? Well, first up, I have Frank Zappa's Valley Girl.
1: Oh, Frank Zappa. On
0: Frank's Barking Pumpkin Records, 1982. Frank was known for his free form improvisations and experimental nature between his 1966 debut album Freak Out with his band Mothers of, of Invention mm-hmm. and his death in 1993 he released 62 albums
1: I mean that is one active dead dude
0: well that was when he was still alive oh it after active when he died no and between 66 and 93 when yeah. he died 93 he released 62 albums you know in probably
1: between. why he was able to do that why because he was so against drugs he was really dead set and that's all he could concentrate on that's what my thought is.
0: But after he died, his family released dozens more of his albums, bringing the total of Frank's releases to well over 100. Mm-hmm. And then earlier this year, they sold all of his recordings to Universal Music. Yeah. So I'm sure he would have been thrilled. His life's work was sold to a major corporation.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: That's one thing you got to fear when you leave your offspring in charge of things. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: were, he was before that, though. He was already um, hobnobbing with some of the other can, people during, the, but, um, but, but he still, during that time period. But he
0: still held stuff to his own label.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But in 1982, Frank scored his highest charting U.S. hit mm-hmm. with this song, no, Valley no, Girl, really. which featured his daughter, Moon. Hmm.
1: I did not know that. It
0: hit number 32.
1: I just like the label. Yeah. Because it has a pumpkin. And a cat. And a cat. But the pumpkin says, arf. But what is the cat saying? And it's written in Asian.
0: In Asian? That sounds racist.
1: No, it's I don't know. Yeah, what, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what language that is. But it's neither. something in Asian for me.
0: But the um, B-side is the song, You Are What You Is, which was released as a single in 81 and did not chart mm. anywhere.
1: Oh, Zappa.
0: So, we got that up. You need some Frank in your life.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Next up is The Restless Ones. Four songs from the motion picture, 7-inch EP. This was a 1965 troubled teens film Mm -hmm. produced by evangelist Billy Graham.
1: Oh, my.
0: So, obviously, it had a Christian slant to it. It did. And the score was composed and conducted by Ralph Carl Mar- Carmichael, mm-hmm. who also scored the original *The Blob*.
1: Oh, isn't that interesting?
0: And the four songs are a mix of like what you would expect from like early '60s wayward teens movies—a little bit of rock and roll, a little ballad, but mm-hmm. they all have like pro Jesus lyrics.
1: Mm, of course. Um, it, the one thing that's interesting—it's got some swank
0: artwork. Yeah, on I was
1: say it's pretty. It's got a pretty cool artwork on it, and it is um, like it's in a.
0: It's just pretty much like a miniature yeah, LP mi- sleeve. LP,
1: yeah, and then even the back of it. So it is kind of cool in that regards when you're look if you're looking for like old um, movie soundtracks, especially from that time period. I think it'd be really cool to have in your collection, um, even if you just want to buy it and then burn it in the name of Jesus. But
0: other <laughs> to burn in the name of Satan.
1: <laughs> well, that's I was kind of hinting that was like a double. Uh, oh, I'm going to read. I'm, I'm going to
0: read what it says in the back. Okay. In my new voice. from the opening scene of destruction to the closing commitment there is a surging pulsating crescendo of excitement and drama in the restless ones the newest motion picture release of worldwide pictures is a searching portrayal of today's teenagers set to the heartbeat of their trials and triumphs Mm. the rollicking rhythm of the young ones echoes around the world yeah now ralph carmichael has introduced the vibrant tones and tossing life of his teen beat into songs of inspiration and Christian challenge.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it says this is a souvenir album.
0: So it's probably given away.
1: Yeah. Um, but it is pretty neat. and you know
0: That's why I bought it. I had no idea. It's pretty
1: neat looking, yeah.
0: I had no idea about Billy Graham until yeah. I, and the label. It mentions him on the label inside but the artwork's cool so I was like yeah and if yeah. you don't know
1: who that person was you can don't bother look, yeah don't bother. he wasn't worth it um, but you know some people might enjoy having the in the collection but yeah. what else you
0: got well next up we have a single by Hazel Dean
1: Hazel Dean
0: Hazel Dean was originally an unsuccessful pop soul singer who released her first dance single, Searchin', I Gotta Find a Man, Mm. in
1: 1983.
0: It was a massive success in gay clubs, but fizzled in the UK pop charts at number 76. Oh, my. Next year, her her follow-up double A-side single, Evergreen and Jealous Love, did a bit better at number 63. A few months after that, Searchin' was reissued and hit number six. By 1997, she had scored another... 15 top 100 charting singles Including a cover of Yvonne Elliman's Love Pains at number 48 In 1989 In 2021 she announced her retirement From live reforming hmm. And in late 2022 she released A new album
1: Oh so I guess she didn't retire
0: Well retired from performing, oh, performing live, live. Okay. And so we have this charting single From 1989, Love Pains
1: I have no idea who she is
0: Well apparently she does high energy dance music That gay dudes love Evidently and the B-side is called "More Than Words Can Say."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like UK pressing. It's in pretty good shape. It to is cover. It pretty good shape. It's got shape. a bent corner.
1: Yeah, corner, but it has a little. It has a price tag price on tag. it. Price tag. Ninety-nine
0: p. Yeah. So. What is
1: ninety-nine p? Ninety-nine pence. Oh. It's like well, a buck. Nice.
0: Well, today's uh, c- currency conversion rates play like a dollar twenty-five.
1: So is this. This is a UK yeah. press UK press. Did you say that? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I just missed it. It's all right.
0: Okay. Um, next up, next we up. have Moonlight Shadow by Mike Oldfield. Mm-hmm. Mike Oldfield is best known for Tubular Bells, a.k.a. the theme from The Exorcist. Wow. Oh. Oldfield has maintained a career of making mostly instrumental avant-garde albums with Mm -hmm. only an occasional nod to the mainstream, which he did for a few years in the 1980s. Tubular Bells, the album, Mm -hmm. was number one in the U.K. and number three in the U.S. Interesting. While he maintained his popularity in the U.K. for years to come, his presence in the U.S. dropped off rather quickly, even though he hit number seven on the singles chart with Mike Oldfield's single, parentheses, Tubular Bells.
1: So that's just um, that's just uh, instrumental, right? Yes,
0: a lot. Most of his early yeah, work, say, most but... of his early work is all instrumental stuff. Usually, the the records were div- the, like um, tubular bells, Uma Don. They yeah. were all divided into just part one and part two on okay. each side of the record. Yes. In 1980, he began collaborating with vocalist Maggie Riley. Their first two U.K. singles, Five Miles Out and Family Man, both reached the top 50. Hmm. Family Man was later covered by Hall and Oates and turned into a number six hit in the U.S.
1: Oh, interesting. So in
0: 1983, Oldfield and Riley scored their biggest hit with Moonlight Shadow.
1: Okay.
0: Which went to number four in the U.K., and it went to number one in Austria, Denmark, Ireland, Italy, the Netherlands, Spain, and Switzerland. And this is what, that's the one we have right here. It's the so, UK single oh, with. Oh,
1: okay, it does have vocals on it.
0: Yep. And then the B side is a song called "Right of Man."
1: Mhm. Yeah, it's in pretty good condition. Um,
0: the vinyl's in great shape. Yeah. The cover has some it has bends, some bends on the edges, and but edges,
1: but it is older. It's a
0: forty year old single, exactly.
1: But it's still pretty neat. For and if what you it is. like
0: Mike Oldfield, mm-hmm. I have a bunch of Mike Oldfield stuff up right now.
1: Well, there you go. Please go and on it's there. it's
0: not. It's not like you go every record store in a dollar bin, and there's copies of Tubular Bells,
1: right?
0: Which is a great album. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of his other stuff, like um, Airborne. I have Five Miles Out on CD. We got a few more on vinyl. Um, we've been selling a lot of Mike Oldfield recently, so if you oh, hear good. this and you and you dig him, um, jump on to BittersweetandTwistedRecords.com and get him while you can.
1: And dig him out of our collection. <laughs> No No That was funny
0: But yeah We had a, we had lots, a lot of um, Oldfield imports A couple of promos I mean I I, I admire his work
1: mm-hmm. I
0: used to have A pretty cool CD box Out of like the first Five or six albums mm-hmm. But in the 90s I think he went A little too new agey For me Hmm but um, I like his more his seventies more experimental proggy stuff.
1: We say new agey. You're talking about more like his traditional avant-garde stuff. No,
0: new agey like Yanni oh. and shit like
1: that. Oh, okay. All right, I'm with you.
0: Um, I like the more. It's not experimental. Just like I'm gonna put on some candles and a like old field oh. record and just chill. Nice. I like those stuff where it's like I'm gonna get all fucked up and not know where I am. Oh, okay. That's how I describe his seventies work. Okay. And what's the last one that you have?
1: The
0: last one I have yes. is a single
1: mm-hmm.
0: by Rachel Sweet. She began her career as a country singer in 1974 and scored one minor hit. She switched, switched genres and signed of stiff records, who were best known for releasing albums by Elvis Costello, mm-hmm. The Damned, The mm-hmm. Enduring, The Blockheads, mm-hmm. Nick Lowe, and The Plasmatics. And in 1978, she released the album, Fool Around. The single, B-A-B-Y, hit the UK top 40, but the album didn't really Mm -hmm. do much. Her next album, Protect the Innocent, bombed with the single, Spellbound, which I'm holding in my hand, Mm -hmm. hit number 107 in the US charts.
1: So you said she switched genres, so she obviously went from country to like more More rock and roll, roll alternative kind of thing? Rock
0: and roll, new wave-ish. Okay.
1: Interesting.
0: So after you know, Spellbound underperformed. She did two more albums, which did nothing. Yeah. And she turned to acting and appeared in the TV series, Night Court, Dream On, Seinfeld, and Hope and Gloria. In 1998, she moved into television hmm. production with Sports Night before becoming executive producer. On the hit series Dharma and Greg, George Lopez, Two Broke Girls, and the Goldbergs.
1: Oh, so you know, she didn't she, necessarily make it as a singer, but she made it in the production world.
0: Yeah. And this one, is let me see, let me see for a second.
1: It's really neat though.
0: It's got a, it's got an interesting outer mm-hmm. sleeve, which is it does. It's, it's, it's plastic, it's, but it's kind of milky and yeah,
1: it's, it's ew, weird. Who says milky? So weird. you don't like milky? I know, no. no, a lot of
0: women hate the word moist. Ugh,
1: both milky and which moist? do you hate more?
0: Well, I think they're both up there, moist or milky.
1: Oh, I don't know, they're pretty, both pretty gross.
0: But this is the um UK stiff records pressing from 1980. Mm-hmm. And we you know earlier we we're saying how you have different versions on the seven inches. I mean, first of all, this is in great shape, the it vinyl is, in is fantastic, amazing shape. Yeah, for, for, oh, shit. I just dropped it. Um, <laughs> But I mean, especially considering it's a forty-two-year-old record. Yeah. But we were talking about you get different versions, so this one has a special disco remix Ooh. by Barry Taylor on the A side. Mm. So
1: gotta love us some disco.
0: Do you like <clears throat> seven-inch singles? Seven-inch singles, mostly the eighties and uh-huh. mid one from mid nineties.
1: There's a good what fourteen of them or probably. More?
0: Let's count them. One. 1, 2, 3, 15. 15 Not singles. Not just good ah, looks, ah, 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 but ah, brains,
1: too. You know how to count. I'm one lucky lady.
0: And I can do voices, too.
1: Yeah, you
0: can. Get you all moist and milky.
1: Ew. Uh,
0: but, I mean, this isn't all the seven inches we have no. in the store. We have more. We these, do. these are just the ones I added this week.
1: Yeah, and they're all... and they're So, yeah, so they've been added into our store. We have other things as well, not just singles.
0: We've got some really swank records up right now. Yes. We have a um, sealed copy of Material Issues, um international pop overthrow Mm -hmm. it's sealed it's the reissue I think there was like 1200 copies I believe the label is completely sold out now Mm -hmm. so we've got one of those we've got um, Iron Maiden Stranger in a Strange Land 12 inch picture disc Mm -hmm. which I just put up recently um got a lot of great a lot of if you love 70s and 80s music we have a bunch of that up.
1: We are the store for you. So check it out, tell your friends and family. They may want to go on and check and see what we got and purchase it for their collection because we would love to be in your home. And
0: you know the um <laughs> gift the gift giving Season is going to soon be upon no, us. No, will... he's
1: talking about Halloween. Damn it!
0: Yes, that's where I was going. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say my birthday, but Halloween, which is like four days before Halloween.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just curious when I get back to edit this episode if I'll even be able to hear my voice. Mm. This whole episode might be thrown out.
1: Gosh, I don't know. Just, I hope not. We
0: could have been. We could have been watching what we do in the shadows, mm. but. Well, here we are.
1: We are bringing you another episode of Bittersweet and Twisted Records and Podcast.
0: Records and Podcast? Yes. We do it all. It's true. We have records here, Mm -hmm. and this is a podcast. podcast. Now, the big question is Mm -hmm. when we do our next episode, Mm -hmm. will this voice come back?
1: God, I hope not. Why not? It's very boring.
0: I think it's captivating
1: no mm-mm. Because I what, couldn't think I was captivated at all I think that I would fall asleep
0: because you don't know what's going to come next you don't know what I could say in this voice because you don't expect certain words well, to come out hopefully it.
1: it is listen to our podcast and check us out online um, check us out on Instagram we do have the TikTok we're trying to get back into it yeah, to do we some have things. we have some ideas. Yes. So
0: and um, we do have a, a video of Luke the cat up.
1: Luke the cat. He was
0: just laying here at my feet but now he's over mm-hmm. on the couch.
1: Talking shit like he does.
0: That's what he does. He'll so talk check shit at anyone. Out. So we've hit the hour mark. Here, we have. And I don't want to do a repeat of no. last week's where it was an hour and 45 minutes. We have I,
1: shows I, to watch.
0: Are you drawing a penis on that paper? No. What is that? It's a flower. Oh, okay.
1: So we are done. We're go- going out. we got things to do. we got shows to watch.
0: Got sleep to catch up on.
1: Yeah. So go listen. So thanks. Let us know how you like it. Um, give us some ideas of to, what to do for another podcast, if you have any.
0: Yes, do all that. You can reach us through all the social medias linked at or or you can just email us at Bittersweet and Twisted Records at gmail.com. Yes. And we would love to have your emails. Would we? Sure. Unless you're saying, the <laughs> Shane, fuck you eat shit. <laughs> and then I will probably write back saying, no, fuck you. And you yeah. eat shit.
1: Yeah. So only, you know, send us some, you know, uh, positive um, criticism if it needs yep. to be any criticism or positive feedback. We would love it. Um, we love
0: it. um yeah, we're we're um wrapping this up. Yes, so wrap it up. So enjoy it. Listen. Go over to Spotify. Listen to the playlists. There, there's like sixteen of them up now. no, there's more than sixteen because we did some that weren't related to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So go check them out, and they will definitely make you moist and milky. Ew. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.